It's the type of pizza that like you wanted to eat when you were a kid. You know, like watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or yeah. something like that. And it's yeah, just like yeah, these yeah, big yeah. slices mm. and it's got that theatre around it. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Birmingham Food Podcast, Breaking Bread. Here to tell you about all the amazing food in Birmingham. Bringing you behind the scenes at obviously all the top restaurants and independents and interviews with chefs and stuff like that. Love that. Thank you for listening to our last episode with Actor. I hope you enjoyed that. That was massive for us. Obviously, we've done a small intro for that one because uh, it was a really long episode and we didn't want to take up any more of your time. So we just want to start this one by getting stuck into a few places we've been eating while we were uh, away over the summer. Uh, you might have missed some of it. We do put all the pictures up on Instagram and the stories. So make sure you go follow us over there and have a little look at them. But uh, let's start with Carl because you've out a lot more than me. Oh, mate, I've done loads country. of shit. <laughs> loads and loads of shit. There's been no dramas for me. Summer's been brilliant for you, mate. Mate, since our break, like, we didn't get to talk about a lot of this stuff on the last yeah. intro, but I mean... Obviously, we started this series three with our interview with Alex Claridge. Yeah, and I went and met there. First time we've been there ago, since yeah. Shoe left. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It, was, um, it was fantastic. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as good as I remember such a nice place it's been done up a little bit since we were last there as well and obviously you've got Rob doing the cocktails there and he's come up with loads of nice sakis and you've got Sonal there as well and they've sort of created wine they've basically just made wine out of other drinks <laughs> it's it's one hell of an experience drinking there now because obviously yeah. you got to if you get the wellness you've got to get the drinks pairing if you drink because that's as interesting to me as the actual food itself Alex has put like a dream team together of like hospitality buds, doesn't he? Like, you know, took the best and just sticking them in there. Well, he's like, took like, probably the best sommelier in the city and one of the best cocktail makers who's just a genius with inventing drinks. Yeah. And just put them all in his restaurant. And, you know what I mean? You've got one hell of an experience there it's now. It's a winner of a winner. And the food was good. Yeah, it was great experience. Music's yeah. still good. Mate, it's the same sort of vibe go just chill nice laid-back atmosphere see the kitchen the food's fantastic the drink's fantastic if you've never been the wellness then it's oh you've got to go you've got, got to put to it go. on your list of places to go definitely well what else you been up to mate oh mate it stopped uh went to the jazz festival that was fantastic I, nice. I always always go to the jazz festival it's like my highlight one of my highlights of the year I missed I it, it last year when it was gone yeah, it was just, I was gutted to be honest because it it's one of them things I look forward to it months before it even happens because I just know how good it's going to be. But yeah, it was fantastic. Absolutely wasted. <laughs> I didn't make it to the end of the day. Like, they put a bit of effort then. into their food and drink there, don't they? They do. There's great drink there. All the beers like by Purity and you can get cans of Attic as well while you're there. And it's just a lot of good street food traders are there. Did great music. You remember? Oh, Jerk. Was it Jerk Centre? Yes, you were Westmillan Jerk Centre. That was fantastic. That mm. the, oh, the pork, man. Oh, it was so, it's probably some of the best pork I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah? Yeah, it's crazy good. 
Which one had the English Indian, which I hadn't tried before. And I was really interested in trying their food. And obviously I ate half their food. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was fantastic as well. Like really nice take on fish and chips. It's nice yeah, to have a bit good. of spice to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The food's great. And there was more I could have ate like OPM with it. I really wanted that. But it was a choice of do I just carry on drinking now and go for it. And I'm one of them once I get the flavour. Once you've had too much food, that's it then as well. You can't carry on drinking after nah, and too I, much I pick food. drinking over food, yeah. which is rare for me, to be honest. <laughs> but once you get that taste, that's it. Like, it's a nightmare then. I've been in Ireland for a good while, as you heard in the last episode. So not many places in this country. I haven't been eating out a lot, to be honest. I've, no. I've been fairly quiet, but I did go to Verbena last week. Yeah, you went for your birthday, didn't you? Happy birthday. Mate, Verbena was unbelievable. Yeah, I've been. It's, I was I so that, impressed. I literally spent the whole week afterwards thinking about how can something so simple be so bloody good, man? It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Three or four elements or ingredients on a dish, and all four of them, like, just magic. It was like, wow. It's just nice that there's a place in really? Birmingham like that. There's so many restaurants like this in seemingly every other part of the fucking country. Yeah, you come to Birmingham and there's one place now like it. That's it. Well, I, I could eat there every week, to be honest. Yeah, if I was local <laughs> to there. Like, I definitely want to try the Sunday dinners there. Sunday dinners are a little wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to try that. I think we've mentioned the Sunday dinners before. Like, yeah. Like, or something. Oh, man. It's just it's just so nice. All the, the people working in there were brilliant as well. Yeah. The service was just... Oh, just unreal experience. Like, just great. It's just mind-blowingly simple, but brilliant we just need more of that yeah give us more of that please every single part of Birmingham like Mosley King's Eve Sturgeley Shirley all these type of places they should all have one of these restaurants yeah definitely definitely in the city centre there's no you know you're in the city centre there's nothing like it either then we've had a couple of big events I've not been able to go to which I was good they just seem to land at the wrong time for me weddings and stuff it's a shame but I got to go to the Official opening party of the grand. Mate, that looked, it was like, it was just a takeover of every single person I knew on their Instagram and Mate, Twitter. <laughs> Everyone was there. Walking around, I just kept bumping into people. Like, I couldn't walk 10 paces without bumping into someone I knew. Like, every, it was like, felt like the whole of everyone ever was invited to it that I've ever met. It was just Same. like the best party that's ever been thrown in the city, wasn't it? Like, I, mean, I don't think. That. I'll ever go to a party like that again. Yeah. Like it was crazy. It was like five bars. It was on three floors. There was everything. There was food knocking around. Loads of entertainment. Loads of wicked people. All decorated. All just super nice atmosphere. Like in fairness, when a, a hotel obviously as grand as that, excuse the pun, and that ballroom, it's it's just made for hosting these wicked massive events, and it like that's what it's for. And yeah. Then, the fact that they invited like just loads of people from the city, from chefs and other business owners and stuff like some media outlets. Yeah, it, it was wasn't just, just like Instagram yeah. and stuff like it was everyone. No, it was nice. It felt like, come on, Birmingham, let's come and have this party and celebrate us being back open. Like it was, yeah. it was a really nice thing. I'm, it I'm was glad unreal. I missed it to Venice. Mate, I don't think I'll ever go to a party like that again. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, Pretty Matt, as well. I walked home barefoot from the kebab shop from it, so put it that way. <laughs> That's always a good sign of a good night. Yeah, a good party. Obviously, thank you to Joe and the relationship, everyone there who works there for inviting us to that. Yeah, they're, they're so cool with us. Yeah, an amazing PR company. Yeah, we're not just saying it because they do give like invite us loads of cool shit like 
I like we like them so much because we gen- I genuinely feel like they love like independent food businesses. Yeah, they love Birmingham. all businesses in Birmingham, and they love Birmingham. Like and they reached support. out, they helped us, and they still help us. They helped us, and it, during the whole COVID thing. That during the whole COVID thing, they were more than happy to offer their services to people who, who probably wouldn't have otherwise been able to afford it at such a hard time, which was nice. Yeah. And that obviously, you another invite through the relationship. Yeah, Beer Central. Yeah. Oh, mate. I remember the people probably listening to the podcast know that the first time we went to that, I thought it was like the best day ever. And this was still like one of the best days ever. Mate, even as a non-drinker, I absolutely loved the first one. I was gutted again. I couldn't go this time. Well, this was much bigger on a much grander scale. Oh, really? I thought it was small scale back a bit. Like, because then you had moved. Way bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was like two arenas, not arenas, but staging areas. It was just it felt massive compared to the last one. Yeah. There was definitely more beer places. Basically, it's just a craft beer celebration and i mean like we've done obviously we've done an episode before with uh, greg and the lads from dig brew to talk about it if you go back and listen to that you'll hear more about how it all kind of got got going and stuff and you could kind of nice to hear about their vision then and how it's come along now to something bigger obviously it's, it's just got the best craft brewers hasn't it yeah? well that's it you pick your glass up as you go in and you've got like four hours was it five hours i think it was five hours half eleven to half four and just like drink as much as what, what, I'm sure the idea behind it isn't to get paralytic and drink an absolute shitload <laughs> of beer that's just a good byproduct <laughs> that's just what ends up happening <laughs> near the last hour you're like shit I need to drink no I want any more drink no but it's about taste, but it's about trying all the different them. breweries and like all the big boys were there to try and girls not even just that but talking to the uh, you can talk to the brewer there or it yeah, might be the owner of the brewery you can have a chat with them talk about what's in it like it's, it's just a a massive experience isn't it like yeah you can go and try like all the big like boys are there and you can go and try well I say big like big craft ones are there you can go and try them and then there's ones you haven't heard of or little independent ones from London or maybe there's one from Yorkshire that you haven't heard of before and yeah. you can just go along and try what they've got I mean you can literally you get like it's only a small amount you get in glass you get to try I mean I don't want to put a number on how many I've tried <laughs> to be honest a lot <laughs> I think at the end I was just at Attic and Burning Soul yeah so there is local boys there as yeah, well which is good and Glass House they're all in sort of like the same spot mm. so I was just like working my way in between all of them <laughs> like make sure I try everything they had yeah it's cool man it's yeah awesome. that was banging great day like it's coming back next year and if you even like beer just a little bit like we were I, some of the people I went with that got tickets they're your typical of they've got Carlin I love Carlin booze at any bar or they haven't got Carlin uh, I'll have a bottle of Budweiser then like that's their general sort of attitude to beer and even they like were buzzing from the festival they had a great time and some of them people they went the first year it was on as well so they clearly just enjoyed it yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah there really is something for everyone there no, it's, a, it's a wicked event always in the calendar I love it yeah, that's our little catch up of what we've been doing we were going to do a, I was thinking of maybe doing a whole episode but I don't think it needs a whole episode so just a little rundown no but this is a cracking podcast you've got. Oh, I this, love this one this was really fun to do two real down to earth just they just look like they're having fun doing it don't they like, yeah, like living yeah. the dream like. <laughs> it's just nice to speak to two people that had an idea and just thought fuck it we're going for this and they really went for it and it's really paid off for them 
oh, massively. This is with uh, Dan and Jack from Pisa. Everyone knows Pisa. Vegetarian little pizza place down in... Uh, is it Woodbridge Road? Woodbridge Road? Yeah, mostly opposite sort of. Yeah. Why well, did they have to try and define the road? <laughs> you know, down, down in Mosley. Little place down in Mosley. Awesome place. Just New York style. Buy the slice. Grab a piece and go. Sit down, have a few beers. A couple of glasses of wine. Just really casual. Great place to start the night. Yeah, I'll just... If you even walking by, even if you're not hungry, just go and get a fucking slice of pizza because you won't regret it. I'm tempted to go and get a slice now. <laughs> I, if I'm not hungry, and, like I could, I could have just had lunch, and someone goes, "Do you want to slice this pizza?" I'd be like, "Yeah, go on in. Yeah, it's a great concept. They're great people, and they're really, really loving it. So, I'm just really happy to hear their story, how they got started, some of the troubles they encountered. Obviously, none of this stuff ever goes completely smoothly. So, to hear some of them encounters, obviously, if you're sitting listening to this, thinking about setting up your own little foodie dream. If you wanted us to open your own restaurant, this is a great... Yeah, it's a great episode to listen to, like. You know what? I'm sure if you wanted to open your own restaurant, if you just asked them how they did it, they'd give you information on how to go about it as well. Oh, They're such nice definitely, lads. Definitely, yeah. Just could go and sit and have a pizza and they'll chat to them about it. I'm telling you, they'll... What did they say? They genuinely love all their customers and you can yeah, tell they that they really do. Yeah, they make an effort to talk to them when thing. they go in and they have like a really high repeat business. Mm-hmm. You only get that if you're really cool people. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, Jack and Dan. Pizza. 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 Dan, Jack, welcome to Breaking Bread. How are you getting on, lads? Yeah, great. Thanks for having us. Really good, thank you. Good, good. Good to have you on. You picked the first day of autumn, real autumn. (laughs) It feels like it, doesn't it? It really does. Is that that what it actually is today? Technically, no, I no. think it was a few weeks <laughs> ago. Was it? it was two days ago, but I don't know. But like, it felt like summer, yeah, it the last like few it. days. It was fucking dark at seven o'clock, and I was like, What the hell's going on outside? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, it's like, when did that start happening? <laughs> yeah, it's just rained all day, it's been lovely. So, yeah. we're at your <laughs> awesome shop, Pizza. I don't know what I call it, shop, it's a restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> it's a slice shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I've no, got no, it in my head like New York, you know, like yeah. it's but a we, shop, we refer to it as shop. Yeah, so are you at the shop? Yeah. yeah, we rarely say you at the restaurant. How did you just get into like hospitality and? Uh, it was my first job when I was at school, and uh, I grew up in the Black Country. I grew up in Stourbridge, and uh, Frankie and Benny's opening was a big thing. Back then. <laughs> yeah. In two thousand and three at Mary Hill, it was a big deal, and uh, and I my brother went there, and he was just like, you, you know, you should apply there for a job, and I did. And I started as a busboy, and I've been working in the hospitality ever since. It's been a long ride. Yeah. It's Starbridge still hasn't got a lot. It's got Ronnie's and a few. Do it's you got Ronnie's, yeah. It's still not. I mean, I haven't been there for so long. It's got some really good little pubs around. Mm. Um, Restaurant-wise, no, I, I, I don't think yeah. it has got a lot going on. Ronnie's no, in, I drive around it a lot for work and yeah. stuff. And yeah, other than Ronnie's, I can't think of anything no. to go to really. Yeah, so you can see why uh, Frankie and Benny's would be a, an occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was massive. Yeah, like like you'd go there on a Saturday night and there'd be like a two-hour wait for a table of tea. It was insane. <laughs> like, it's crazy to think about now. Nah, this country's moved on a little bit. <laughs> Just yeah, a bit, yeah. It's lost, it's, uh, lost its reputation a little bit, Frankie and Benny's, I think. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, though, I think it's something about that um, Mary Hill site because when I worked for Weatherspoons, the busiest Weatherspoons in our region was the Mary Hill site, and they had one up on the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, That was by far, like, not even close. Like, 
yeah, it used to be rammed. It used to be absolutely rammed. And I started there as, like just bussing tables. And I'd start at six and I'd finish at 11. You just wouldn't stop running around, just picking plates and scraping off. It was just... Loved endless. it there. There was something about it that just hooked me in. Like, even as, even as like a 16-year-old, I, n- I never really knew what I wanted to do, like, uh, when I was leaving school. It kind of got to that point at school when you were, I was leaving and I was just like, oh, I've got to pick something to do now. Like that. I'm just, and that's it. And I was working there and I just thought, well, do you know what, I'm just going to ride it out and see how it goes. And then, uh, yeah. It's one of them, you're probably quite aware that it's not the best of food, like, but the the camaraderie, the, the, uh, uh, the knew team, it, and... Yeah, yeah. We, we, knew it was, we knew it was bad quality, we knew it was overpriced, but like you say, it was camaraderie. It was like, I was 16, probably turned 17 by this point, but because everybody gets to know each other in other restaurants and bars, it became very easy to drink underage and things like that, and you get sucked <laughs> into that sort of lifestyle. Everybody was really good friends. Everybody had, like... Um, so you get used to working nights so your night begins at like midnight and then you go out somewhere else and then you go on to somewhere else after that yeah. and you end up just slipping into a lifestyle that, uh, how old were you again when you started? I was 16 when I started <laughs> I was 16 but, I, but the thing is as well I, I looked like I, uh, I looked 16 as well I never looked old for my age yeah. and so I could never really get into bars or clubs and things or like served in many pubs at all underage and then suddenly, like, so I was probably about 17 by this point, still getting ID'd at every door. And then suddenly, because a lot of people knew a lot of people in different bars and things like that, if I walked in with them, suddenly I could drink in all mm. these bars, you know, and so many doors just opened right there. It's <laughs> 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 great. How did you get started in hospitality, Jack? Um, uh, my my, my history is not, not very long or, or interesting, in it, really? Um, I did a bit of glass collecting at the Birmingham Bullets uh, upstairs in the bar, and that was about it. And then I, I did uh, food and business at uni, so left uh, uni and worked in a few jobs of kind of like food science and things like that. Uh, then I went to Marston's where I met Dan, uh, worked in the head office there, and pretty much went from that into this. So before this, I had no solid kind of hospitality experience. What did you just do at uh, Marston's? I was in menu development. So I'd, I'd, after, I also went to UCB, did, uh, okay. did a degree in culinary arts and then let, kind of got to the point of graduating and it was a choice of like go down kitchen route or go down development route. And at the time I chose development. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, because I just, I, I was never, I was never like 100% confident in big kitchens. Mm. I always felt um, sort of like the pressure got to me quite a lot in kitchens and things like that. And, and when I was summing up my options of where I wanted to go, it kind of just felt like there was going to be more of a career, like a long-term career, if I went into product development, and so I did. And so, so I think kitchens back then were like they're not the kitchens they are today, where they seem a little bit more forgiving. Yeah, back, back in like two thousand what four, two thousand four. Oh no! So this was this was actually. Um, so I went. I didn't go back into uni until I was twenty-one. Oh okay. So I was a little bit later going back, and then so, and then it was a three-year course, one year of place of. Uh, yeah, one year replacement. So I was about 25 by this point now. I graduated. It was 2011, I think. Mm. Uh, but even in the last 10 years, how much restaurants? Yeah, the last five event, years, how much event, restaurants yeah. have changed? But you have to now. I mean, you just can't yeah. get away with what, what was happening back then. Um, but yeah, I, I, just, I just decided to go for the product development route. And then, so I worked doing, uh, developing desserts for supermarkets for a little while. Mm. Um, 
and then I kind of got really sick of that side of it. I really didn't enjoy sort of going and presenting to retail and things like that. Um, and then this job came up for menu development for Marston's Brewery and sort of all of their pubs. And so, yeah, I applied for that and went and developed menus for them, which is where I met Joe. Yeah. Did you both do the same job? Did no, you? no, yeah. um, no. I, I, um, I can't remember what my uh, title was there. Now it's a food information technologist. So yeah. all the really boring stuff <laughs> about I, food, yeah. really. I, I, used to de- I used to develop a dish and then Jack would tell me why I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's basically it. <laughs> I mean, like, that doesn't meet our, our calorie requirements or you know, yeah, the allergens we have to have. And, yeah, so we, we, were definitely, we were from different worlds, really, in Marston's in terms of that, although we did work on menus and things like that together. Um, but I didn't like that anyway. I, I mean, before that, I was working for a company called Adeli Foods, and they make sandwiches for places like Boots and Sainsbury's. And I worked in a technical office of a factory there. Like, so I came out of uni and just did that. And that's probably the worst job I've ever had. It, honestly, <laughs> it was awful. Like, the, the office didn't have any windows. It was, it was completely tiny. And you kind of, you went into the factory kind of now and then to watch things. And I was just doing spec work and stuff like that. And, and I was like, like, halfway through my time at Marston's, I was like, why am I doing this with food? Because this isn't what I like about food at all. <laughs> like, like, they're, they're like, this is, like, I'm looking at allergen sheets and nutritional information. I'm like, oh, how did I end up doing this? And then, so, yeah, so me and Dan, um, we, we met there at Marston's and went to the gym a few, well, you can probably tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as you say, it was shortly Obviously before this we went. Obviously, so you can't see that these lads are. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, we, we went, it was probably like the second time we went to the gym or something. We said like, um, what do you actually want to do? Like, you know, if you could choose anything, if you could have your, your, your dream kind of thing. And, and we both said like some kind of food place, our own thing anyway, where you could kind of do what you wanted, uh, have a bit more freedom and stuff like that. And, and yeah, so I wanted to get out of what I was doing as quickly as possible. And I think you were fairly similar. Yeah, massively, yeah. I'd, we just, not saying that there's anything wrong with those types of places to go and eat, you know, they serve a purpose, they've got a customer base, but it just was not the job that we wanted to be doing. I, I spent sort of 70% of my time at a laptop. Jack's was 100% pretty much yeah. a, a laptop sort of thing. And it just wasn't, even though they were quite clear and told me that's what it would be when I applied for the job, I think the reality of it kind of mm. like I wasn't quite ready for. And so, yeah, we were both we were both just sort of ready to to get away from that yeah. sort of thing. You probably focus more. You just heard food and thought maybe it's more food. And yeah, yeah, that, more yeah. food. Ab- absolutely. And also, you think it's going to be food, but you don't really know how. Um, because it was a world that neither of us knew before we yeah. went into. You kind it's of tough, isn't it? I mean. I understand why they do it because they've got so many venues that, mm. and it has. it's all about consistency. It's got to be consistent. It is, yeah, it's got to yeah. be to a price. Yeah. So I completely understand. I switch on chains like, all the time. One thing I think, oh, it's a, they, they create a race to the bottom. So you get a lot of people saying like, oh, why would I go and eat at this independent place when I can go to the white swan and pay six yeah. quid for a burger yeah. in there. Yeah. and I'm thinking well I hate that that's really annoying me that is yeah, but yeah. at the same time you have to ask yourself would that person go to that independent place if that white swan didn't exist mm. probably not anyway yeah, so it's yeah. like it's an internal battle for yeah me. you're probably not, not competing for the same customer a lot of the time yeah. like, I don't no. think we do like compete with a lot of the same customers for the, from you know Marson's brewery pubs you know sort of thing but, but even like for like you're not really you're not a pizza express yeah you're not no. chasing pizza hut either like it's no. like you're completely different yeah like pizza pizza express closing in the high street 
I don't think it changed anything for us whatsoever. You know, yeah. no, I think nah. we never even like we never even made a note of it being there much nah. when we were thinking about opening here, just because it's it's so different. Um, but you probably heard people like moaning. Maybe you haven't, but you'd hear more people like say, "Oh, you could get a whole pizza at Pizza Hut for three slices of your pizza." But it's not a like yeah. for like, is we, it? We, like, well, we got it. We got it when we first opened, didn't we? we quite a lot, yeah. actually. Like, like, but never from our customers. Just people who like to sort of like poke their head in the door and shout. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not even joking. No, no. It was a big thing. We like some people around Mosley. Their favourite thing was to just stick their head in the door and go, "You're going to fail here." And yeah. they, just, they just walk on. I'll give it six months, uh, lads. Yeah, six months. And everywhere that opens here fails. You're going to be no different, yeah. seriously. Yeah. And we were just, just what like, you want, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Just what you want. Yeah. You put yeah. your, your light into area. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you just, I can't believe people being like that. But yeah, if, what you were saying was all about the price thing. It's like everyone compares beer anywhere now to Weatherspoon's prices. Mm. And a lot of the time when someone says that place is expensive or that place is expensive they just mean in comparison to Weatherspoons. Yeah, yeah like like because and like and it's not even almost their fault because their perception of what beer should cost is from that so it, it does do a bit of a disjustice to to places that, and, and even know. i used to like now i still think i'll go to the bar and buy four beers and i'm like Fucking hell, 15 quid yeah yeah but and then i think back what i used to get for 15 quid but I was drinking in a fucking shell then. Yeah. Like, I weren't drinking yeah. in a good place yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So... The Did you just say you get four beers for 15 quid? You can get four beers for 15 quid. Is that quid. good? Where? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weatherspoons. <laughs> yeah, the Weatherspoons by me, yeah, you can definitely. <laughs> that's a bargain. Yeah, so that's my view on chains. I get a bit... But I, I just... For what it does to you boys, I don't like it. But then yeah. it sounds like... Them everyday Joe Ray mostly give you enough grief anyway. Mm. <laughs> no, no it's, it's definitely the minority. Yeah, definitely the minority. Yeah, there's always gonna be some, but that yeah. the, then people coming past, they want to eat here anyway, no matter what it was. No. So it doesn't. No. So if someone's going to Pizza Express, has been to Pizza Express probably once a week <laughs> yeah. since 16. I was like, yeah, oh, I love Pizza Express. Like, yeah. Really? You don't like pizza very much, yeah. then, do you? I feel like we're picking yeah. on Pizza Express. <laughs> really we're not really picking on Italian. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think like with the pricing thing though as well, it's one of the things that is probably still the most frustrating about what people don't, what people think of our place in a way. Because we like we do maths on things like okay, how how much pizza is two slices of ours, and it's the equivalent like of a ten inch pizza, like a whole ten inch pizza, and it's like five ninety five. So yeah. it's, it's not really no, doesn't no. seem yeah, that expensive to me. No. But it's, no. it's Pretty much the cheapest pizza you can buy in Mosley. Yeah. I'm looking at the price now. I'm like, I can't understand the problem. <laughs> it's it's because it's, it's because they're called slices. That's all it is. Yeah. People just think yeah. two I mean, slices. They're a big fucking slice though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really big. Yeah. But remember just... we were at the, the little Blackwood down the road. Oh yeah. And you had a pizza sent over to us when they did the bloggers night, and yeah, we were yeah. all doing the cooking there. And the pizza turned up, and it was the whole pizza box. Yeah. And it, yeah. we couldn't put it anywhere. We had to go and put <laughs> we, it on a table we, in the restaurant. It was that stopped, big. We had to stop sending pizza. We we don't buy the big boxes anymore because we <laughs> we we were people can get them in their car doors and put them in the boot. Yeah. <laughs> Not a single driver's got a twenty-inch bag, no. and no. so and so we just we had to ditch them. Oh, oh man, still nailed about five slices. <laughs> <laughs> It's fair to say you didn't really enjoy them jobs then. No. Is, did you take anything away like you, the, from them days? Has anything came useful? Like yeah, loads. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Loads has come useful, and loads of in in loads of different ways. You know, so even though even though it's not exactly sort of high end gastronomy that you're doing, you're learning about 
costings, you're learning about price, uh, pricing of like uh, from your suppliers, you're learning about allergens and things like that, which are obviously hugely important at the moment. You're learning about how to effectively blend your GP across an entire menu, you know. So there's absolutely loads that you can take from it. Um, just not cooking tips. Yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> yeah. the actual food. Yeah, itself. just not the actual yeah. food. But as a as a business, yeah. I took loads from it. There is. And they, they, te they teach you other things. Obviously, every job teaches you to a certain extent things like how to work hard and things like that. Yeah. You, know, you can take certain positives from whatever you do. It, like, it doesn't matter if the, the food there is soul-destroying. Yeah. And you learn from the bad as well, don't you? You don't just take, like, you don't just learn from, like, the benefit of, like, oh, you know, I can take away this knowledge because it's good and whatever. You learn from, you know, all the things that you just know for a fact you want to avoid and never want to slip into that yeah. sort of routine of, mm. of doing things in a kitchen or whatever Sometimes it may you be. learn the best lessons from the worst things. <laughs> like, Absolutely, you know, yeah. You, you have learn more from failing than you do succeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have an awful boss, you're like, well, one day I'll be a boss, I'm hopefully going to be nothing like that black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to write down everything I dislike about this boss and then in the future I'll do the opposite of everything that's on this list. Okay, I need to put a caveat on that saying you learn more from failing. You do unless you're the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you just think it's going fucking great. Carry yeah. on, and then you just get voted in again. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you're not going to talk about politics. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's different there's better things to talk about, like pizza, pizza, pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be able to keep up if you started it. talking about politics anyway. Nah, nah. Sadges working from Marston's think, fuck this. You know what I want to do? <laughs> I want to buy a shop in Mosley and sell pizza slices. It took ages. It took yeah. like four, four years more. Four years of planning, yeah. yeah. It, it came, it, so it came from like we would, my wife and I were down in London one afternoon, one weekend, and there was a few, there's a few slice shops, you know, they were there, they've been there for ages. And as I, I, I said to her then, like, why is there nowhere, why is there nowhere doing this in Birmingham? It's such a good way to eat pizza, it's such a great way, and the quality of them all was really good. And, and that's why I came back and said to Jack, I was just like, there's an opportunity there, and it's just like, I got half of my sentence out, and Jack was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sold, yeah, yeah." yeah. And, then, and, and then, just big American pizza slices. It's it's the type of pizza that like you wanted to eat when you were a kid. You know, like watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or yeah. something like that. And it's, yeah, it's like yeah, these yeah, big yeah. slices, mm. and it's got that theatre around it. And that's what you know, not pizza that looks like it's from a cartoon, but you know that sort of uh, yeah, two yeah. hands, yeah. two hands getting open wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah. got a novelty, and I think kids love it now for that reason as well. Like a lot yeah, of parents yeah. bring their kids here, and they you see them holding the slices up and covering their heads with it, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. and it's like it's really nice to see that because it came from the same kind of place that made us want to do it in the yeah. first place. But we weren't always we weren't always set on being a suburb place either. It's kind of originally we had the idea that it would just be. Uh, like city centre, high footfall, yeah, like it proper screams for a city centre, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, and, that, and that's the way. That's the way it kind of. The, that's where the idea was originally formed, and then the reality of a city centre place with two lads with very limited resources yeah. and no reputation to bring to it. You know, we, it's, it's not like we came from street food background or had just left one of the big boys in around Birmingham to come and bring some sort of like name to. Mm. Um, and so when the reality of all of that sort of set in, that's when we had to think, okay, well, can we change the concept a little bit? And if we do that, where would it fit? And that's when we landed on Mosley. Yeah. So you're thinking more of a hole in a wall type place? 
Originally, yeah, yeah. Maybe not quite a hole in the wall, but somewhere in between. Sort of, if it basically no real front of house to serve from. Yeah. Like yeah. Seats, a few seats maybe, but basically it would be. I think similar to some of the slice shops that you see in in, in New York City. Yeah. You know, they have like a bench up one wall yeah. and like some tiny round tables. Yeah. They're kind of designed to make people leave quickly. They're not comfortable. You've got a slice fucker. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And now the funny thing is we're here, we're trying to do exactly the opposite now. We're like, stay here, yeah. have, have a dessert, you know, have, have another drink, that kind of thing. But that's probably something you picked up from your previous jobs. We thought, hang on a minute, there's money if we can get them to take a dessert or yeah. take them a drink or, you know. Yeah. I think we've learned it. I think, well, for me, I've learned it more so from being here yeah. and looking at figures and going, right, uh, we're busy in these times, but, you know, how could where's the, the money falling short or something like that and then we're like a spend per head and then that was a phrase that we heard endlessly at Marston's and we're like oh no, that's why they said it like, no. <laughs> but also it's, it's we had to introduce more sides more desserts and things like that yeah. because we wanted to because we're not uh, a hole in the wall or, mm. yeah, or, yeah. or, or just yeah. grab and go we do have we do have a lot of people just coming and grabbing a slice and then, and then leaving but because we also want people to feel comfortable and want people to have like an entertaining couple of hours like an hour hour and a half sort of thing you know so you've got to make sure that there's an offer to, to support that every yeah. industry will tell you that the most expensive part of um, retail or selling food is getting a new customer so when yeah, you manage yeah. to get hold of a customer make yeah. sure you try and get as much out of them as that's you can that's it I mean our return custom always has been sort of like it's that, that's one of the things that's really knocked me back a little bit like I'm just so shocked at how we see some people multiple times a week. Mm. Um, we see others like once a, once a fortnight sort of thing. But it, the amount of people we see coming back. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, oh, mate, if I live close enough, oh, it, I'll, it, I'll it's, be one of them people. I'll be <laughs> every week. But it, it's lovely. It genuinely is, you know, the amount of like, when we first came to Moseley, like I lived down by the cricket ground for a little while when I was a student. And then yeah. afterwards when I was, I was working at a pub in town and... Um, just sort of finishing up uni and so me and a load of other people from this house were living from the, sorry, from the pub we were all living in a house down by the cricket ground we'd come into Mosley a little bit but we didn't know loads of people you know so we were coming in here with no reputation we didn't really know the, the local people and so now having sort of feeling that sort of community base it's, mm. it's pretty it's pretty amazing really yeah yeah we, we, we've always taken the approach as well we're treating customers like like thank you for coming here because at the end of the day you know that that, that gratefulness i know some places they, they prefer to play it a little bit more cool with customers almost not over the top we're, we're not we're like very very friendly with <laughs> yeah, them and yeah. very very personable because like because we're genuinely grateful for them yeah, for the meeting here and being regulars and stuff like that because you'd be nothing without them and uh, i think that pays off a little bit people like that and they come back because of it but because it's genuine it's not forced no 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 do you know what i mean they're like it doesn't no. feel like a chore like it, it's because it's genuine gratefulness of people coming and yeah. choosing out of all the places in Birmingham that are fantastic and there's lots of them mm -hmm. and there's lots of them within a walk from this spot where we're sitting right now the fact that they're coming to us it's like wow yeah. like you deserve to have a good time for the next yeah, hour yeah, 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 and yeah, I'm going to yeah. do what I can to make sure you have that yeah so, so when it became aware you became aware that Birmingham wasn't the place uh, what was it straight away Mosley or no that's when that's when things sort of really took much longer than it to like yeah. really really find a place and we did we did have a 
couple of looks at various places. At one point, we were, did have a little look in Sutton, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, uh, but then, yeah. Mosley was always high on the list, really. Mosley's good because it's got like a bit of a reputation of kind of independent food places. Like, what? What? Why is Sutton so crap? <laughs> oh mate, <laughs> mate, I don't know. I just don't I know. Sutton and Surly Hall oh. for some reason. There's Dang, just there's nothing there, the and oh. there should be. I live really well, close as well to Surly Hall. I, I think high rent is a massive thing. Like like it's really really big. I mean, if you look at like what happens in neighbourhoods in general, they're generally like cheap to live in. So people open shops there. And they're normally the coolest people who open shops, places like that, because they're the people who are like, you know, it's their first venture or they're doing something. And, and that's just what happens in, in neighborhoods. A place that's been as affluent as certain and as expensive to set up a shop in, no one's really looking to, to, no. to go but to to do that. then you've got places that. like Leamington. Leamington's, Leamington's yeah. good yeah. for it. Yeah. 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 It's a similar vibe. That's yeah. why I can't understand why Solihull yeah. isn't similar to Leamington. Because yeah, Leamington's right. quite yeah, expensive yeah. to live in and it's got cracking bars. Yeah. I think Solihull's got one, the Greens cocktail place. Yeah, that's the only place I'd sort of make a beeline for. It's got good curry houses, but it's actually that's it. It's got one more than Sutton, then I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there is, there is some decent places. Sutton's got Otto now. Yeah, Sutton's got Otto. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a few decent curry houses as well, and there's a Butler's Arms and there's Pitalicious, which I go to quite a lot. Mate, I love Pitalicious. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. It's, it's so really good. good. I had one hey, yesterday. You're beating Sully on air. Yeah, it does. That's what I mean. I don't want to say too many bad things about certain because there are like literally just a handful of places that are good. But it's just that there's so many places to eat there, but they are all chains, like mm. all of them, like every pub is, you know. I think they're the only ones with money for a lot of places now, aren't they? Yeah. Just, even here, like you had them all trying to take over the high street here. Like you said, Pizza Express opened up a place. and Yeah. Costa took the bank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a fucking waste that is, Costa at the bank. What a Landers. stunning building. There's a yeah, fucking Costa. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how oh, that's that such a fucking waste. Uh, that's a, uh, I hate that. Like, you go you go down to sort of, you go into a city centre and you see all these like amazing buildings and mm. like, like old banks and libraries and things like that. And it's a fucking Costa or a Weatherspoons. Yeah. I guess it's good that the building still has some, you know, some sort of life in it because yeah, yeah. I don't know who else. And it'd probably be it. too expensive for an independent just to fucking buy it and yeah, try and yeah. get something there. But exactly. Yeah. You just kind of wish something better was there. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. But in the end, we, we were kind of just going and viewing a few places around. And this place had been empty for a little, for a little while. I can't even yeah. remember what was here before, to tell you the it truth. It was uh, starfish and coffee. coffee. Mm. Starfish and coffee. Starfish yeah. and coffee, yeah. yeah. And like, it that rings a bell. And, and, you know, I, I never ate here, but I've, from people who did eat here, like, I've only heard good things yeah. said about it, really. I think it's just it, because you're not on the high street and you don't have any parking. I know we're like 20 metres away, 20 yards away from the high street. But that might as well be a mile to some people. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. people don't hit, people don't know about us because we're not on the high street. We yeah. still have people who live on this road and come, <laughs> come in sometimes, still to this day, and go, oh, "How long have you been here?" Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so strange. Like it's just because yeah, you're, like, you're not. You're not surely everyone's going yeah. to the pub there. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone um, goes Paddy Cavanaugh's. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it was. Uh, it was. It was a coffee. It was a coffee house before, but it was both units. Mm. It was next door as well. Oh right. Um, so it was a big place. Um, and that's what put us off coming come here because it was empty for a while but we didn't even bother looking because it was um, too big too expensive and uh, and then 
we, we got in contact with the landlord and said, like, is there an opportunity to take half of it? And he said, well, actually, funnily enough, I have somebody else who's also interested in half of it, <laughs> which was Katsu Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And so this, this wall went up and uh, we were split in two. Yeah. We still share the toilets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but um, Mosley as well, because of what you mentioned earlier, is like it's got that, we thought they had the kind of mindset to handle a new concept, mm. like where we were put off by Sutton because they don't have anything that's a bit different. It's, you don't want to be the first. Yeah. And that might be why yeah. there's not more good places in certain. No, you're going to get chased out of certain. We just thought mostly, you know, that, that, that accept us maybe a bit more readily yeah. and accept the con, uh, concept it's, a bit more readily. It was definitely the sort of community like, that we, we thought that we could kind of come into and, and fit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two was it two years ago you started this now? Yeah. So, so that, about two years ago, that would make sense. This mm-hmm. would be the only area... Even sort of not really King's Eve. Yeah, King's Eve was just getting started. I think was yeah. Polly open. So we Polly opened in. I think it opened about two or three months before we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, it felt like we were. I think we'd done a podcast and we were talking about what does Birmingham really need, and we were like, well, we could do with a few more pizza. Like we had Alicia's and um, Otto. Yeah. And, we like, and then all of a sudden it was like. Franco Manco, Rudy's, yeah. Pisa, yeah. Poli. It was, like, it, it was in, in about 12 months, wasn't yeah, it? They just, yeah. like, we, we oh, all we, popped up. We're pretty good for pizza now. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, God, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. No, it's true. I, I remember when we opened, because of that, because of so many places opening, there were different newspapers did articles on um, rearranging us all in like orders of top tens and things like that. Yeah. There was a lot of press about it. So much comparison when yeah. we first opened, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Literally, like everybody just wanted to compare to. Mm. But you were so different, so it was... we were, but we were still being compared to to all of the others, you know. So that so you got Pale, baked in brick, Otto, mm. uh, Laggy's Deli. So mm. all the real, I, I guess Pale weren't hugely established but I guess they also were from the second that they opened because they just yeah, went off yeah, like yeah. Um, so but we, so we kind of came in and we just sort of opened the doors and just didn't really tell anybody about it yeah yeah no. we, we <laughs> were just like we were so bad at like social media side of things and we still to this day haven't spent a penny on marketing which is a bit crazy yeah yeah yeah. but um, we kind of just I think, I think part of us wanted to kind of take a soft launch sort of thing you find your just, feet as you went yeah, along yeah yeah it's just we forgot to do the hard launch after you know? yeah. <laughs> so it just, yeah it just carried on and, it, and also it got to the point where you know you finished building the place and everything and setting everything up and and that was like you know 100 hour weeks just just building and, and decorating and, and getting equipment in and things like that and and by that point, you've, you've got so little in the bank left. You're like, we have to open. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we, well, I'm going to have to pay myself a wage next month. So we've got to open now, really. Yeah, yeah. And it, so we, we, we just kind of opened because, yeah, we, we had to at the time. And I think we, we kind of thought that everyone was like me and Dan in the sense that if, if somewhere like this opened around the corner from them, they'd be there here every day. Because yeah. that's what we were like. Like, if this was around the corner from us, we wouldn't leave it alone. We'd be there every week. We'd be there after the pub. We'd be there in between pubs. And uh, and we forgot that maybe not everyone's like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. So so we've had to we've had to build our our, our customer base. It was definitely a very steady, gradual. Yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely wasn't like we had days, but and to be to begin with, Jack and myself, we were doing like like 
like if we did an 85 hour week we'd be like put your feet up mate this is a yeah yeah to begin with and it was but um we we were doing days to begin with you know and so you look at what you've taken you've been we've been sort of open for nine hours of trade and then by the time you've cleaned everything down sort of so you one of us would have been here from eight o'clock and by this point you get into half eleven and you look at what you've taken through the day and you're just like oh yeah and so uh, me but we me and Jack make a good partnership because we both have very different mindsets. And my mindset was contingency plan after contingency plan after, like, <laughs> okay, so if this doesn't happen, we can do this. And if yeah. this doesn't happen, we can do this. Jack's plan was just give us some time, <laughs> chill, <laughs> it was just relax. Yeah, There's yeah, this yeah. point and this point. And like, you, you know, all of the points that I've said, you know, we've not bought a reputation with us. We've not done any marketing, just give it some time. Yeah. And luckily he was, he was right. And all of my contingency plans haven't had to. Yeah. <laughs> They're still there just yeah, in case. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it both of you that drives it though? Cause a lot of people would use that as an excuse to be like, well, uh, we haven't got a rep, so we, we better just wait or we we don't know how to do this so let's just wait but but you didn't wait you just went ahead and did it so oh, in terms of beforehand like, yeah um I, we were just really excited at the prospect of doing it i think both of us we were we, i think we were we were blinded by anything else going into it we just yeah, yeah. we were just we wanted to to have this place like, as it is now and and we were just like we were so so just sure that if we did it how we wanted to that it would be a success you you were sure we no 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 Dan. I think, I think no, at the start. I, no I, I, I was yeah but at the same time uh, like uh, it's it's a hard reality to is, live when you when you when Dan says like when you're quiet at the start it's very hard to live in a quiet restaurant and look at it and be reminded that it's quiet and you're yeah, not yeah. taking a lot at the moment and you have to live with that day in and day out and you're shattered as well mm-hmm. so yeah. it's it's emotionally draining to be a, to be in an empty restaurant. But, like when I say like we were doing 85 hours sort of thing, I knew we were going to be doing that. And so I, I'd been mentally preparing. Like it took eight months from the day we put our offer in on this place to signing the lease. It was eight months of negotiations on this building. Wow. Um, obviously splitting it added some complications mm-hmm. into it. But for eight months, I'd been mentally preparing myself to be knackered because of like I knew yeah. I'd be doing these hours. What I hadn't prepared for was like, mental exhaustion and like the emotional exhaustion sort of mm. thing because uh, at the time I had uh, uh, my daughter was one and so I was also having to deal with like huge dad guilt of feeling like I wasn't doing enough at home and my wife having to pick up like loads and um, yeah now now I've got a son as well I'd no idea how Dan did that at the start because yeah. like I struggle I, we're down to like 50 hour weeks now or something I've got 42 next week yeah like, part-timers yeah. I know yeah. <laughs> 42 hours and two days off I cannot believe it but, but honestly but, but even now I'm like I have guilt about coming out and doing this tonight I was like I was like oh sorry I've, I've got to go and do this and, but now I'm thinking like god damn you know, Dan, yeah, Dan was like whole weeks he would miss and things you know yeah. So it must have been difficult. Yeah. Sorry, Ivy. <laughs> She'll listen to this one day. Like, Don't worry, Dan. <laughs> he sounded like he's having a good time to me. <laughs> when it's really quiet, it's very easy to say to yourself, maybe we're not doing this right, maybe mm. we're not doing that, that right. That's it, yeah. But how close were you to changing the whole concept altogether? I don't think it ever actually got close at all, really, other than in my head. Yeah. You know, like, in, like and, and that was only... And it was never completely changing. It was just 
constantly thinking on, of things that we can change. Some of them are really good ideas and we implemented, some of them were ridiculous and we'd never went near, gladly. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was just about finding that balance, but it was, Jack was right all the, the whole time. It, 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 was, it was just gonna take some time, it was gonna take some time to grow. And Yeah, f- feedback was never a problem for us, like we, in terms of reviews and stuff like that, uh, people's feedback in the shop, um, it was always ultra positive and that's what gave me the confidence to be like, it will go in the right direction then. If, if people are this happy after they eat here yeah. and, and tell their friends as much as they are, you know, we'll get there. Restaurants don't just go backwards if that's the kind of feedback they're getting and the reviews they're getting on things like TripAdvisor. You knew your, you knew your food was brilliant, so you just yeah, yeah. had confidence yeah. We knew that. it and people were telling us in, in a way that wasn't just like, oh, how was your food today? Yeah, good. It, they'd come yeah. over and go, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Some of the best pizza I've ever yeah. had. And, and still, like to this day, that's amazing to hear. But yeah. back then it gave me the confidence to think, people like it, it will, it will grow. That's what happens to the businesses. How did you get to the stage of, because obviously you both, you neither of you, proper cooks or anything like that or chefs how did you get from that to having a great pizza from no pizza to a great pizza oh god it's, it, I mean it's, you must it's, have gone through a lot of trial it's, it, well it's, it's a bit it's kind of funny and a tad embarrassing how little pizza we'd made before our first soft launch we'd made a lot at home in a domestic oven yeah. and in frying pans and stuff like that because it's one of the best ways to make it in a frying pan if you, yeah, if you, yeah. if you aren't um, these ovens I think we'd made we had a few yeah not loads. No. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't done a lot. Uh, but, but we did have a good recipe that we'd worked on for a long, long we'd, time. We'd, we started off in my kitchen in Bearwood, in this sort of two-bed terrace sort of thing, just trashing this kitchen with flour everywhere sort yeah. of thing. And we'd spend like six hours making really disappointing pizza and then just going to the Midland pub in the high street. Yeah. Like, we, we were gutted though we were crushed because we thought the first time we made it we were like if we do all these things right like make the dough yeah, ourselves yeah. make the sauce ourselves it's just going to be amazing and we did it and we were like but we, this, we, this is crap but it was quite good because what it forces you to do is accept the like yeah. right? but then you go back to basics yeah. and, and so we did and so we just sort of we had a basic understanding of sort of just dough the all of the elements of dough fermentation temperature sort of percentages and recipes and things like this we had a basic understanding but not like not like great understanding and so we just absolutely devoured content on on as much pizza like we'd spend hours and hours on like pizza forums in america and like Mm. we'd spend like just reading whatever we can on sort of like the science behind gluten and fermentation and how it works and all of this sort of stuff and so we had to go sort of we had to go in deep on it. Yeah. It, it, one thing I learned from doing that is that it's hard to find out how to make good pizza. Like, really difficult. Yeah, like, they don't want to share once No, got. no. Like, uh, <laughs> it's so true. Like, if you go on YouTube and type in, some, like, try and find a dough recipe, and, or if you get a lot of popular cookbooks in this country, uh, and their pizza bits, and it's, it's really difficult to find genuine, like, industry standard recipes and, and ideas for things. Yeah. And then to try and scale it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're still learning now. Like, oh, yeah. Like, we're, since we've... So since we've been open, like we traded for, you know, we've traded for just over a year in total of like actually being a restaurant. And in that time, the amount of times we've changed our dough formula, and it's not mm. just like percentage tweaks. We're talking about like fundamental changes, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. process changing, just not and like ingredients and sort of, and so we're constantly changing it. And we're, 
we're already working on the next way that we want to change it and we know yeah. that what we want to do is just about making and now it's just in development side of it mm. and we'll continue to do that you yeah, know? yeah because every time that we've actually done it there's been some that just didn't work and yeah. we weren't happy with but every time that we've actually gone right yeah actually that's the one that we're going to go with it's been like a dramatic improvement yeah yeah and i look back at what we did I always said, like, you know, if we if we're looking back at what we were doing twelve months ago and thinking, why were we doing it like that? But at the moment, I'm almost doing that by the month. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm looking yeah. back and thinking, <laughs> yeah, like, because we like we're so critical, really, of of the pizza and how it has to come out, and we'll we, we'll talk either by text or in person multiple times a week of what the dough's like this week and and how come it's like that and what do we do differently and what the what are the variables that have been out of our hands we can't control and. And so yeah, it's a massively ongoing thing, and and dough is inherently complicated like that. Yeah. There's a lot of factors that affect it. Um, it's just about controlling them. Well, the pizza's always going to be vegetarian. Was that no, always the always. plan? No, that wasn't actually in the plan until quite late on. And I remember that phone call. So I was yeah. driving back. I was working in Coventry at the time, and I was just got into the Aston Expressway, and there's loads of traffic. And I thought, right, I'm just going to phone Jack, and I phone him. I was just like, got an idea for you, mate. How, how's this sound? <laughs> what about if we just went vegetarian? And uh, you didn't you didn't throw it back, did you? No, you no, no, like, no, uh, no. I was genuinely me... like, I can't lie. I've kind of thought about it a little bit because we only ever wanted to have like like one or two meat choices, if if, if anything, because and, and so it wasn't a massive leap from how we were originally going to do it. And then we and then we were like, I was like, well, you know, if there is one type of pizza that I, that. I don't really care about having meat on. It's pizza. You know, yeah, I was just about to say, like, of all the foods there are, I'm quite happy with pizza to be vegetarian, to yeah, be perfectly yeah. honest. All the other ones I think I do miss it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if I order pizza, I often get a veggie one anyway. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. A lot of people do. Yeah, because you have like things like mar- margaritas just being, you know, the king of pizza, and, and that's been around for so long. And mm. it's so, such a simple bunch of ingredients that. Beyond that, you don't need much more, really. And so, so meat doesn't bring as much to the table as, as it does in other cuisines. Mm. Are you both vegetarians or neither? I happen, you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, six, six years clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's about that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing to do. It makes you stand out again. So not only are you doing a different kind of pizza to everyone else, but... Mm. You know, I bet most people probably don't even notice... We get, we do get that a lot, you know. We'll get we've it's more common than you would think that people would have come for like they'll be their third trip here and they'll bring somebody new with them. Yeah. And the new person will go, Where, where where's the meat pizza? And they'll yeah. go, Oh, it's the um it's the uh wait, hold on, there, there isn't one. Yeah. And then they'll, and then they'll realize <laughs> yeah. that's that's at the point they realise. And that's partly why they're named, the way that they're named. Yeah. Because they're named kind of like as a flavour profile mm-hmm. rather than just um, onion and halloumi or something it's so true though because like when you see when you see uh, the titles of pizzas or dishes that are like that like courgette and pepper onion and halloumi carnivores will look at it and go hold on they'll instantly take in all those titles and go I don't like the sound of any of them mm. but when you, yeah, when you keep it as simple as just spicy tangy smoky yeah. you know it, anyone can come in here and go Oh, spicy. That's a bit of me. You know, yeah. Yeah. doesn't doesn't necessarily show them that it's lacking anything for them. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favourite? No. I I mean I I've I've, got, I've gone through them all so much. I have a favourite for the week sort of thing. And mm. then, uh, and yeah. 
Yeah, same with me. Changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. Changes yeah, all the time. Um, Smoky is unbelievable, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Between <laughs> spicy and spicy, oh, I know. I'm mad for that. But this, this is the thing. Do you know what? They're, they're so, like, evenly distributed in terms of, like, favouritism through, yeah, through yeah. like, our customer base. And that's why we started doing the specials, because the second we take one of these away, mm. it's almost become like, you know, like, when you go to a curry house and you know what you're having before you go. Mm. Like, it's, a lot of people have the dish that they order. It's kind of turned into that sort of thing. They have yeah. the, or they'll have the two slices that they'll go for. And then... Uh, so that's why we do the weekend specials now, so that we actually do have some more flexibility into mm. into what we're offering. You yeah. tend to team up with a few local places and do specials as well. We've done a few, yeah. yeah. We did Zindia. Zindia. We did uh, Dirty Kitch when they were, yeah. um, when they were, but they were quite early doors. But then again, you know, we were closed eight months. After we've we've been meaning to do a few more as well. Like we've had conversations with other independents. Um, yeah, one of the things we really actually. It's a bit a little bit off topic. One of the things we really liked about uh, some of the independents eat here quite a lot. And when we first opened, especially, that was massive to us because like we were trying to be like them and we loved their places. Yeah, yeah. And then to have them eating in here and coming over and chatting to us and saying we're like it's just another confidence boost to say you know yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, on the right track. You're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. 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 So so through that, they we had them asking to do collaborations and and we were over the moon with it. We just haven't got around to it because you know, pandemic stuff like that. Yeah. When you were just developing the recipes for the dough, sorry, just to go back to that, did you mm. have anyone uh, you could call or anyone who'd no. give you an hand or something? No. No. no, 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 not really. Lots of lots of books, lots of, mm. uh, you know, there was a, we'd, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd done chefing in, in, in my background, so yeah. you know, I'd worked as a chef and I did obviously that degree at uni, but in terms of like um, baking and dough and things like that, didn't really have sort of we didn't have any connections we didn't have a huge background on it mm. it, it really was just sort of like right go back to school lads yeah because right. it, well, it, baking like with dough dough work and stuff it's, it's such a different way of like if you have a, a load of ingredients science? yeah it is you have a load of ingredients you know say you've got onions and garlic and everything you can cook based on flavour and as you go along and make it up and it's got too much of this about a bit of that with dough you make it all put it in a fridge and just pray and then three days later you're like oh no it's no it's fucked we can't use it <laughs> or, or, or it's not and it works a little bit into our development we knew that we wanted to do like long slow cold fermentation yeah. and that was the thing so we'd we'd be super super excited to try this new thing and just this little tweak or this different process, part of the process and see how it affects it. But then you've got to wait three days. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just looking at it. And so it's just taking up space in your fridge at home for three days. And then at the end of three days, if it's shit, you just like, <laughs> yeah. hell. It really so. is. It really is. And it's hard because it's definitely a science. Like I think how you want it to look is an art. Because like you know, the finished product, you design it from that way backwards. You you look at a crust and you go, I want this kind of colour on it. I want it to have like like bubbles like this. I want it to, to be airy and light and, and big rather than small and crisp. Or and the base needs to be like this. So you look at all that and you work backwards and try and make the science, you know, yeah. equal that art at the end. Yeah, yeah. And so like it's, it's definitely both, but how to get there is pure science. Yeah, it's yeah. all controlling variables and hot days are really difficult yeah. to deal with, like, oh. like crazy difficult. We can't get water cold enough to use, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. physically. Is, we, we have to use like minus two degree water, it doesn't even exist. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> <laughs> you go into a Michelin starred uh, restaurant, they've got a special pastry room and it's like ice cold. Like yeah, 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 yeah. We have, 
the sun blasting into our yeah. <laughs> into our kitchen all day long. That's and so, just what um, you want. It literally, every pastry chef says, "I just wish I had a kitchen with sun beaming into it." But that's it. Bearing in mind that, like in our back prep room, where we do, where we do it all and sort of where we make the pizzas on the evening, we don't actually have any heat in there. There's no elements of like we don't have like stoves or ovens or things back there because mm. uh, it's all induction. So we can just sort of pack it away for service. But like because of where the sun is and the way that it just blasts through the window you still get into like and like the fridges we've got a couple of like real yeah. big fridges which just pump out hot air you're still talking like 37 degrees back there on a hot day yeah and it is just what dough does not love is 37 mm. degrees nah. <laughs> so, yeah we've had to get really creative with how we cool down water like, yeah. like, 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 actually it's not too creative we just use ice but like in terms of like just like putting a load of it into the water but when and then getting it all out again and then temping it and going okay no, and when yeah, you're working so with fine answer. percentages of like uh, how much you can how much water you can actually add into it and then you're having to deal with ice yeah is, it's not fun man. yeah because you're having to put it in and temp it and as it's at the right temperature pull the ice out and top it up with water but that water's room temp so it messes it up again and it is a complicated complicated process it doesn't sound easy no not in the slightest you can't you can't even like put cold metal in can you because that'll sort of taint the water a bit as well uh, yeah, I, you I'll have done, to. I'll done. What's that? <laughs> Get that business idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is going to change the pizza game worldwide. <laughs> what, what, what was that? What did you just like get a load of cold and freeze some metal. Oh yeah, yeah. Add yeah. it in the axis oh, yeah, like, and ice, and it's not releasing yeah. any water. But I suppose it's sort of. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, 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 you can you can use like you know, I don't know. You can stick ice packs and things yeah. in there, can you? But it's just mm. it is just about this is the water that's forming the base of your dough. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah So you're not wanting to put anything in it at all, sort of thing. But no. And were you ever close to changing it from vegetarian only? We, we've spoke about the future um, earlier on. So earlier on in this opening, like within the first few months, we did th- talk about if this doesn't work, do we just change it? You know what I mean? See if we can get a wider audience. Mm. Um, we've never been in a situation where we've actually considered doing it imminently. Uh, but we have been like, would, you, would we change it? Because it's because it's it's so well received. When people come in and they go, "Oh, do you have any meat pizzas?" I'd say ninety percent of the time, people are like, "Oh, that's ace." You do get some people who are just like, "Oh no," then and then like it's very rare. It, it, it is it is so so rare that yeah. that happens. Um, but we were, but it's impossible to know how many people know before coming in that mm. it's vegetarian and avoid it because of that. Yeah. You know, so we just don't know. And so when we were quiet in the earlier days, we were thinking like, have we just taken a, a concept which some people aren't going to be familiar with anyway and made it even more polarizing by taking pepperoni off it mm. and so we did we did toy with it and also we, in, our, in our thinking now we're kind of like vegetarian is probably less of the word that we're using at the moment it's more sort of meat free mm. because yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Cause there are there are like cheeses that mm. some that technically contain rennet which a lot of vegetarians just don't avoid. Just or a lot of vegetarians just don't even know that these yeah, cheeses yeah, yeah. contain rennet, and so you can't. So technically, it's not vegetarian. Um, so I think there there is a conversation on whether or not we do start introducing these, but then just marking it that it contains rennet. Yeah, it's because we we have to kind of let people know because you can't just slip something like like that in and then someone who's been coming here for the last two years go, oh, so it's not vegetarian then. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so we have to be a bit careful on, on how we do it. I think the main thing we're going to start asking for is just a bit of feedback on what people 
would think if we were to introduce some cheeses. Basically, just want to use like really high quality Parmesan. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's what's driving this, but it contains yeah. rennet, so yeah. like we can't we can't do it. So. So I feel like it works. It's hard. It's like you said. Though, it's hard to know how many people come in because it's vegetarian. Mm. Or, yeah, yeah. Because it, for me, it's like it's just fucking brilliant pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, like yeah. so like put a label on it. I don't know. It's because it doesn't say it's not pizza vegetarian. No, we didn't. Again, we didn't say the first time I saw vegetarian in print. I think was oh no, I can't actually remember. We, was it size? I mean, size on came here really early. Yeah. I, I was just see that's what I was going to say, but yeah. then I can't remember if because you wrote the Birmingham Birmingham News did a very yeah. small article online. They did, us, yeah. yeah. And it's like a, it's like a little box at the end of a I don't know somebody's car got stolen mm. or something, you know. But we, um, I think I think Carlo was the first person to sort of because he really addressed it at the time. He said yeah. like. Yeah it's a vegetarian restaurant it's an elephant in the room because they've not told anyone it's a, mm. it's a vegetarian and we restaurant. didn't it was definitely a conscious decision to not label yeah. it as a vegetarian restaurant because if you hear that you can be put off but if you come here and eat the pizza and then realise it's, it's a better yeah, way around to do it yeah you, you, you've tricked them then. it's <laughs> like what we were saying with Baja that people just get uptight for the sake of being uptight so it wouldn't matter if the food's fucking delicious they see vegetarian they're like mm, fuck yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. It would do us more harm than good <laughs> yeah, to put, yeah, it, to put yeah, it on there, I think. How did you come up with the name, Pisa? Jack. Yeah, I, I did. I don't, I don't really know how. It was a really brief conversation, uh, text by text with Dan. And um, I think we were already just set on opening a place like this. Yeah, we'd got the concept, just didn't have a name. Yeah. 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 Jack didn't want to call it Dan's, which, uh, which was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matheson's. <laughs> Um, Jack and Dan's. Jack and Dan's. It would sound pretty good. Jack and Dan's pizza place. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for the next one. No, I, I, st- I still remember that when Jack first said, mentioned pizza to me, and I, we'd been out the night before, and I was stupidly hungover, and I think I messaged him saying, "I don't think I can live anymore. Like, what's the point in life? I'm too hungover. This is the end. See you later." I just honestly thought he was curtains for me. I was that bad. <laughs> Jack, Jack was like, "Hold on." The purpose of your life is to open a pizza place called Pisa. Yeah. And that was the first time I heard the name Pisa. And I was just like, oh man, yeah, life's yeah. good again. Pizza fits. And then with the logo, obviously people can't see it, but they, they must have seen it. It's like the Pisa logo with the slice out. Yeah. I always thought that was like uh, kind of going back to the vegetarian thing, like maybe humane, Peace. peaceful. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. once Dan brought up the idea of it being vegetarian, it did. It was very on brand for, yeah. for for the name of the place and yeah. and the logo. So it, it was one more like string to the, the bow or whatever that saying is. But yeah, it, it made sense definitely. Yeah. But it was done that way around. We weren't a vegetarian pizza place that then called ourselves pizza. We were always going to be a friendly establishment that was like just a place for people to chill out. And so it fitted it for a lot of other reasons. Yeah. yeah. It's also kind of anti-corporate as well. Yeah. From what you came from before, and yeah. I, I never thought about that. This is yeah, your like own, that. Yeah, 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 this yeah, is stick your it own to the man, man sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Try and lock us in your office, and yeah. we're going to come back out here with a pizza shop that's nothing like any other pizza shop. I love it, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to shout out um, my fiance Lucy as well for doing the logo. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just want to 
Make sure she gets the credit she deserves. <laughs> yeah, she'd be sitting there seething otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not even the pizza. You take the beer, coffee, and especially the wine really seriously as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that always going to be on the cards, or is that sort of developed over time? It, we thought it would be more beer-focused, didn't we? Yeah. And so when we first opened, we, were like, we had this fridge, and it was, I think we had like 15 beers like in cans. Mm. We've got the two on tap, and uh, we thought that it would go like craft beers would just sort of fly out and we sold shitloads of draft beers and a few cans and the problem with a lot of these cans is they were sh- like they're relatively short dated so it's not mm. like you can just have them in the fridge anyway and then when yeah. they sell they sell you know and so um yeah, we, had we, some, we had some stouts sitting in there for a yeah, yeah. <laughs> very long yeah, time. Imperial stouts. Yeah. Yeah, some 9% yeah. stouts. I mean, my dad was well happy when they went out of date and he could, <laughs> and he could have them. But. Yeah. But, yeah and then um we, so we did think it was going to be more um, beer focused. The wine focus actually came from, we both love wine, both like really, really passionate about wine. Yeah. And um, it, we love the idea of the machine, like having it in there. And that enabled us to have a sort of a wider. So yeah. you tell people might not be aware of this machine. So there's a couple in Birmingham and Loki have got them all. There's Loki, yeah. yeah. One of the reasons is because we were both huge fans of Loki. Like Loki was the only place um, for ages I'd go to drink wine. Just being, just how knowledgeable they are and the affordability there of being able to just drink it in there for a corkage fee yeah. rather than the normal markup you paid to drink in a bar mm. or something like that. And, and just, it was, it was fantastic. So that's, that drove drove definitely as wanting spent. to get the machine we did so much business planning and that <laughs> yeah, yeah. upstairs at the great we did. Arcade, yeah. Yeah. people that don't realize it's a wine machine that you put a card in yeah and you can pick whichever wine and you mm-hmm. get a certain amount for yeah. a certain S- self-service self yeah. you can have you can have a taster for like 80p or yeah. you can have the half beer is you can have an extremely expensive bottle and still get to try it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean so it's great you can try Ten, you can try ten different wines for less than a tenner. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And like, that's an incredible, that's an incredible thing to have in the building. You know, that's mm. sort of that flexibility. And also, part of the thinking behind it was also the way that people order pizza. It's rare that they'll just have two, three, four slices of the same pizza. They'll yeah, have yeah. two, three, four different pizzas. And so this enables you to have two, three, four different wines yeah, with the different yeah. pizzas, you know. And so if people are bothered about like having that pairing and that food matching um, mm. uh, side of things, it reflected the offer. And so, yeah. yeah. I think we've been lucky. Like the dynamic of this place kind of allows us to have that. In a, in a normal restaurant, I don't feel like you could just stick a machine in the corner and tell people to go and use yeah, it. Go and get your own fucking Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But because of like this place, you know, people are coming in and grabbing a slice and going as well as people sitting here, it's a bit more of a kind of, you know, a dynamic atmosphere. People can just don't mind getting up and using it. Yeah. Well, it's a bit, it's like a little adventure as well in a yeah, way. Absolutely. It's like a yeah. little niche yeah, thing yeah. and it's quite interesting. You can go, oh, I've not tried that. Oh four pounds yeah why not I'll just give that one a go yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really good and also it just meant that me and Jack can drink more wine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you get to try <laughs> more which is a big thing yeah, yeah do you get all your wines from Wine Freedom don't you we do yeah yeah. 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 so you go in the ethical and sort of organic natural yeah, I mean, route we, there as well I mean those guys are just so knowledgeable about it oh yeah and like, we've learned so much from having th- those wines and like having contacts like you know Sam Taylor and uh, Dan down there and, and like it's it's uh, 
it is important. It's an important thing to take sort of sustainability, biodiversity, all of these things into account. Yeah. And so when they're doing it, doing it so well, it's just like right, let's let's, let's get on that. Yeah. Know, it's, uh, yeah. They, they, their style of wines does match the pizza quite well as well because. With natural wines, in general, they tend to have a little bit more acidity to them, they're a little bit more raw kind of thing. And and so, like, when you're eating a fatty kind of food like pizza, they do cut through really yeah, well. Yeah, I find yeah. that. I use them a lot more in freedom for more yeah. wines. And yeah, yeah. Mainly just because I get the advice. Yeah. And I'm at a stage now where I go and they just, they're telling me what to buy. They're like, mm, oh, yeah. you, you'd love this one. Get this. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, li- I like being surprised as well when I buy wine. And, and it's like, with if you, you can spend not a lot of money at Wine Freedom and still have a bottle of wine that shocks you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah, you, yeah. you go to a supermarket or, or you go to a, a, some other wine merchant, you have to spend a fair bit to be really impressed. But I think in places like Wine Freedom, it's like you, you can spend like £8 or something on a bottle yeah. and it can be really really interesting yeah you might not you might not even love it sometimes but it's interesting favorite sparkling of all time the la rosita which is it's so cheap compared to what you spend yeah yeah yeah. equivalent value on oh you'd pay easily up to 80 90 quid for a bottle that good yeah i can't even remember the price they've got on but it's so reasonable yeah like buy i go in i'll like how many have you got i'll buy all all of them they just sell out every time it's so nice no, they are. It's great. The, the wines, the wines that they get are great, and the stories behind them all, which is also something that we wanted to, you know, you want you want that to be part of your brand, sort of to bring those stories from the vineyard, like all the way into sort of our shop. You know, it is important. Yeah, I think that adds a lot. So you kind of joked about a second shop. <laughs> yeah. Any plans for the future or? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, we've, 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 had, we've, had, we've had about 15 plans in the last 10 months. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're always looking for the next thing. Um, we, uh, we've, we've, kind of, we've had a few things that have been very close to, to coming. Funny enough, one of them being Merry Hill, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. But they uh, contacted us, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they contacted actually contacted us, us and yeah. said, do you want to come and, come and look at the food court and do something? And we, we were going to go for that. It just fell through right at the last minute. Um, and so there's been a couple of things we've had offers we've had offers in and accepted on places on a second spot which uh, unfortunately fell through as well and so we, we but we're kind of back at that point now where we've kind of full circled on it haven't we and we're kind of like well maybe right now we just take better stock of like the situation in terms of uh, we're still growing here we're still growing here Let's not pretend COVID's gone away yet, you know, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, definitely not. And so we, do. we never thought what what did happen would have. So I'm not taking it for granted that it's gone anywhere, you know. Mm. And so and it's something like that could happen again. And so for now, we're just going to focus on getting this place better and better and better. Yeah. But the, there are a lot of plans yeah. to, to grow and Especially with Dan, Dan likes ideas. You see, he has he has a lot of ideas, which is which is which is which is really fun hearing them all every day. But <laughs> no, 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 they're genuine. They're, obviously, it's a great thing. Um, but 
yeah, there's a lot of things that tempt you. You just think like, Dan's like, wouldn't it be cool if we do, could do this? I was like, yeah, that would be really cool. Probably not practical, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, no, that would be awesome. Let's let's keep that on the back burner. I know. swear, like, after the time Jack thinks I'm like, uh, it's like, it's like, I feel like I'm Jack Doug sort of thing. That he just lets have to take me out for a walk and I'll burn, <laughs> burn off this energy that I have. And I, I, but it's yeah. like energy on an idea, and I'll throw myself into it, and I'll be like, right, Jack, here's what you can do. And you yeah, can do it like yeah. this, and I'll go away, and I'll I'll, I'll be running business plans and cash flow forecasting. Yeah, yeah. I'll go intense on it <laughs> and then I'll end up like Jack will be yeah yeah okay oh bless you yeah no, <laughs> you, 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 you keep on doing it sort of thing and I feel like I'll be coming to him with these ideas and it's just like yeah we'll, we'll stick this on the fridge well done <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea but. no yeah but no, we're definitely not short of ideas it's just choosing the right thing I think to do next that's the thing it's, it's so crucial that the next move is the right move mm. yeah and the next move doesn't um, affect this doesn't place. affect this place. yes yeah, yeah, yeah because no matter what happens now this place is like it, it cannot go backwards it can only go forwards and we can't let that you know, we have to make sure that that's what happens. I so. think um, Front Runner at the moment is a mobile food truck. Yeah, very close. We were very close that's to it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but so you're doing it the backwards way because everyone mm. does the food yeah, truck the and then the, yeah. yeah. But the, the, it's 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 come from um, having to turn things down mostly. Mm. You know, we've had a lot of offers to do things. We've had a lot of op- opportunity that we could have potentially done. And unfortunately, we've had to say no to it because we've, even though there are events and things that we would absolutely love to have done, mm. we just can't do it at the moment. Yeah, we get asked to do weddings a fair bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably because of the nature of by the slice being good for an yeah, evening. Street food, wedding. weddings, like yeah. just a slice. That and makes just, sense. we just had to be like, no, sorry. And, you know, if we, if we had a truck, we could just do those things and a lot more as well. And with a truck that's a fairly blank canvas, it gives Dan the space to do other types of food <laughs> if it's well you know if Dan wants yeah. to do this one week or whatever or we come up with this idea we, you can have four or five different brands running through the same same mm-hmm. truck so it's a bit more of an avenue to, to channel our creativity through as well yeah it's a good idea I yeah. think I think that's a, a nice place to kind of wrap things up was there anything else you wanted to bring up shout out I guess, yeah. I, guess I guess whilst we have got you know whilst people are listening to us you know it is important to recognize the amount of support that we actually had mm. you know because it has been difficult to get this place open it's been difficult to maintain it and i genuinely think like i, I look at other places and i'm like well if you i wonder if they've got like like jack's jack's dad comes in probably once a week yeah, to yeah. fix something for us yeah and my my auntie yeah, shout out to my dad yeah there go. <laughs> my, my, my auntie who works like uh, 30 year old in a 30 year old sorry a 30 year like intense career and retired yeah and could finally start relaxing and <laughs> we've got to come in to help with cleaning and things like that and if we didn't have like parents who could like pick up my daughter from nursery and really supportive partners like jack's partner yeah. and my wife yeah you genuinely think like is it possible to do to run a restaurant yeah. without all of those things and I, I don't think it would have been possible for us to have done it without no without that definitely not and i think family what dan's just mentioned they're they're massive support but also um the fella who used to own the place next door so um when we were first taking on the lease uh, for this place the landlord wanted us to meet the person we would basically be sharing the lease with almost and um we met yuji and so he's called yujiro suzuki yeah legend yeah really 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 nice guy and 
we um, the first time we met him, he'd seen a mood board of what we randomly thought the place might look like, but it was just a collage of of wood and tiles and random snippets of things. And we met him for the first time, and he designed our restaurant for us for free. Like, like he he came with 3D drawings and was like, I've done this all for you. And <laughs> this, is, this is how you make this. This is how you do this. And then he invited us to his house and never asked us for a penny for anything ever. He probably put in over 200 hours worth of work, like opening the place, and building yeah. the place and things like that. Didn't never ask for anything, like absolutely nothing. Yeah, so thank you to him. Yeah, he taught us how to, like the tables that we're seeing at now wouldn't be here if he hadn't taught us how to do yeah. it. Yeah, we probably, probably like, have other tables. Like, <laughs> we would, but, but, but no, these ones in particular, they're, they're scaffolding boards. He says, right, you need to order this many scaffolding boards. This is how you build this. You get the electrics done first. And it's only like retrospectively thinking, how the hell would we have done all that? We had no idea how to build a restaurant. Like, yeah, yeah. And we just and we definitely didn't have the budget to no? uh, like just get like a design team. So to like meeting him, like could have been make or break having not met him. Yeah. Why so, do I get the feeling Dan's got a garage full of mood boards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told Jack about the mood boards. Though, <laughs> <laughs> They're good though. They're good mood boards. <laughs> all done we're going to move on to my questions mm-hmm. please don't overthink them mm-hmm. answer them quite quickly just first thing that comes into your head it's fine there's okay. no wrong answers well, actually there is a couple of wrong answers yeah. quickly, <laughs> uh, what's your favourite movie The Departed it's a solid show that is yeah it's a good film <laughs> I'm, g- I'm, g- I'm going to go Lockstock Oh, that's a really good. You know, I always have the debate what's better, lock stock or snatch? Well, the answer is lock stock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sentimental, man. I think I watched that film every day mm. for like six months before school. Yeah. On VHS. Like, it was. Oh, it's mad, isn't it? It's great. Even your film, though, like, you've got Internal Affairs, the original Japanese one. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my that's God. great as well. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Haven't you? I haven't seen really? that. But we have, we have a running joke with our, with our manager who works here uh, at GM, Sam. Uh, every film we bring up, he brings up the original Japanese version. Anything anyone mentions, we're like, yeah, the original Japanese one was better though. But I know I haven't seen it. I do. I genuinely do want to see that though, and I should if it's my favourite. It film. is. They're both good. They're both yeah. very different films as well. Though. Yeah, I'm sure you can remember. They're both great. Yeah. No, awesome. uh, what's your favourite band or DJ or artist or whatever? That's savage. That is a savage question. Not savage guy. 20, 21 savage. <laughs> <laughs> savage question. Uh, I'd say of all time, probably Nick Drake. Nick Drake. Another side of the show. Can I just have Jack's answers? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, I'll go through phases. And at the moment, it's Jeffrey Lewis. Um, yeah. I've not stopped listening to him for about six months. Yeah. That's, That's a good answer then. Yeah. Can't go wrong with me. Which favourite spirit? I mean, specifically to the bowl. I don't drink them. You don't drink spirit. You know how many people say that? Do you know, I, I it makes me feel like an alchemist. I, like, <laughs> I don't. I, th- I love cocktails, mm. yeah. but I don't drink straight spirits. In fact, I think the only time I've ever enjoyed drinking straight spirits was mead. You were allowed to mix and it. Van Gogh's. <laughs> but that, that's uh, so. Yeah, I'm having. Can I? Yeah, mead. Cocktails. I drink spirits, but I think I think I'd have to say gingers because it's the one I drink the most. Uh, in terms of an actual type of gin, 
I'm not too fussy. Uh, Gordon's bomb, <laughs> bomb, Bombay. Like, <laughs> Gordon's Those ones Bombay. that come in a plastic bottle. Yeah, like, this one probably yeah Sainsbury's Basics. What's, like, fa- <laughs> what's your favourite wine? Uh, I don't again, mean I, I couldn't go. I couldn't go as specific as a bottle. Yeah. As like down to a specific bottle, but Riesling, Riesling would be my favourite yeah. grape. Burgundy Chardonnay. Yeah. Oh, good, good answers. <laughs> Flashing it. Good tennis from Sutton. <laughs> Favourite beer? Tiny Rebel. Lazy Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could go that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just in terms of like go to lager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's great. Just all day sort of drinking. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's not a bad show. What's your favourite big fast food chain? Fast food chain. Mackey's for me, definitely. You know, Mackey's is a popular answer. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Does Pret count? Yeah, yeah. I'll take Pret. Yeah, I'll I like ta- Pret. I'll take Pret over. I'll take Pret a bit of Pret. What's your favourite takeaway? Oh man, there's a place in Hell's Owen at the moment that I'm going to order something called Bengali Lounge. Oh mate, the Pathia from there is banging. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Pathia. Yeah, as well. yeah, you're a Pathia, man. Yeah, yeah we try that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Cause I, I would, I, I'd say certain things this side of the city, but that's the one I get the most, and you know that's why it's my favourite because it's the one I can actually order. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to pop out for a quick bite in Birmingham and it's mm. not here, where are you going to go? Oh man, that's tough. A quick bite. You don't have to answer this one. Does it have to be awkward. a quick bite. Does it have to be like a quick bite? No, no, you can just go anywhere you like. Okay, uh, Gaijin sushi, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great shout. Uh, Tiger Bites Pig, maybe. Not a lot of people say that. Absolutely. Just, man, just a sucker for a Balvin. Mm. Yeah. So I keep saying, I don't, I don't. You think they're overhyped? I think they're brilliant. I don't get it. I don't I get the Balvin. Really? Yeah. They're I'm, nice, don't, don't get me wrong, but I'm I just, just think, I like the filling. Mm. <laughs> kind of just have more of that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like bread? Yeah, <laughs> is I like it bread. Okay? <laughs> you know, if it's in a sandwich, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, it's the best sandwich I've ever had. Fair, fair. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I'd Big fan of big fan of what they do. Uh, what's your favourite food destination in the world? Um, the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> do you mean like restaurants? Or? No country. Oh right. City. Okay. Sorry, I thought you meant like. I know. No, I should be should be clear. Uh, for, um, Birmingham, probably. <laughs> Honestly, because like, I, it. I love, I know, I love, I love other countries and cuisines. And if it was a question of cuisine, I'd probably say something different, like, like yeah. sushi or Japanese. Or, but um, in terms of a place to go and eat, that's my favourite. I know Birmingham restaurants better than I know like Paris restaurants or anything like that. Yeah, so yeah. I can't really say that that's my favourite place. Whereas here, I've got a, like you know ten different places I'd love to go. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm gonna go Chicago. Mm-hmm. I went to, I got. I got a yeah, all expenses paid trip when I was working. That's the good side of corporate, yeah. you know. And uh, I was blown away by Chicago. It's incredible, incredible city. But the food was the food was amazing as well. I'd love to try one of them proper pizzas from there, like the yeah, um, yeah. the deep, deep pan thing. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an it's an experience. Yeah, it's, lots of cheese. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not it's certainly not my favourite type of pizza, but it's nice to say just to try it, it once. Yeah. 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 That's my question. That's us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Lads, thanks very much for all your time and coming on and talking. It's been really good to hear your backstories and get to know you a bit more. And yeah, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah.